Is this a party or what? This the big bad sale. Take it out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Riga Link. We hope you're all doing really well. Today, we'll be talking all about relationships, both platonic and romantic. We want to explore how our views on relationships have shifted over the past year or so, and our experiences making new friends, dating, etc. The Bahamian artist we're highlighting today is Jessica Whittingham at Jessica WX Art on Instagram. Jessica makes amazing art and her pieces are so unique. And some of her artwork can be found in local hotels such as The Landing in Harbor Island, Eleuthera. Definitely give Jessica a follow and share and support her work. It's so important to support local artists and boost their platforms to increase their visibility. So today is a very special episode because we are joined by our two best friends, Sav and Kat. Would you please introduce yourself for the audience? Hello, I am Savannah. I currently attend Western University in London, Ontario, studying a honors double major in consumer behavior, which is business and psychology. And I've known all of these girls since... Honestly, over a decade now, like, it's been a hot minute since we've known each other. <laughs> exactly. Hi, I'm Kat. I'm a third-year student at Concordia University, majoring in creative writing and a minor in film studies. Um, I've also known Selena and Alicia for over a decade, probably the longest friendships I've had, other than Savannah, obviously. So to start off the episode, we want to delve into adult friendships. The pandemic has really shifted the way we all stay connected. And I know that since we've been friends for over a decade, not only has distance because of uni encouraged us to reach out to each other more, but the unpredictability of flights and everything means that we haven't seen each other in such a long time. Like I haven't seen Savannah in like a year in person. So yeah. Yeah, that's actually Kind of ridiculous. I, I don't think I've seen oh no I saw Alicia recently but Kiana and Celine it's been a while so we all have the shared experience of moving from home Nassau Bahamas to a bigger city <laughs> a bigger country so Sav and Kat we wanted to hear a bit about like y'all's experience moving from home to Canada like forming new relationships in university first of all not Nassau <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I think my transition from, I guess, life in the Bahamas to university life was pretty easy. And I think I'm really lucky to be able to say that. Um, A big part of it was the community here at Western is just very warm and welcoming. Um, And there's a lot of programs set up for you to easily make friends. Like in my first year, I was a part of a bridging program, which is made up of all the international students um, at Russia specifically, which is an affiliate of Western. And I met three of my closest friends, like my ride or dies. Um, and they're all from Trinidad. And to this day, I'm just like, yep, love them. They are wonderful. And then in second year, I became an RA, um, a residence assistant, um, 
So I was introduced to this new team that quickly became my little Canadian family. Um, and I think through those friendships, it was really easy to create a second home. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Kat, what about you? Yeah, I think when I moved to Montreal, I sort of had like this romanticized version of what college would be like, which I feel most do. Because um, it's sort of like um, promoted like, oh, it's going to be like the best four years of your life. And then you go and it's like, shit, can I curse? Can <laughs> yeah, curse. you can curse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, in my first year, um, it was different. I wasn't connecting with people the way I wanted to. And I was just dealing with a lot of mental health stuff and getting used to being alone in this sort of strange environment where, I don't know, it was just hard to adapt to it in some ways. And then when I moved out of dorms and started living on my own, I think I just started to learn a lot about myself and the relationships that I had with people and exactly what I want out of them. I feel like during this time, like you sort of recognize the people who are checking up on you and the people that aren't. And exactly like who you sort of, I guess during this time I've like learned how to like define what friendship means to me. Yeah, and I, I like what you said about the romanticize, the romanticism. <laughs> of going to university because I think as first years we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be like oh my goodness I need to find my best friend or my friend group and if I don't what the heck like yeah yeah because they make it seem (laughs) so easy like oh yeah you're gonna go and you're gonna find your people and that'll be it it's just instant but I remember like one of the first nights being in invited to something and I just couldn't physically bring my body to leave my room because I was just like what if they don't like me like what if I they think I'm weird you know and like you just just get so in your head that you kind of can't socialize you know what I mean and the friendships that I've made that have lasted until like now in third year are ones that like I never saw coming like super organic ran into them on the street kind of thing Yeah, I mean, you want friendships to sort of happen naturally and not feel like you're forcing yourself like to be close to this person, even if you don't like them that much, but they're someone who's there. So, yeah. Yeah, so have you guys noticed a shift in the, like with the pandemic, how have you been keeping in contact with your university friends? So, it's been pretty easy for me um, because I'm an RA. I still live on campus um, and I still have my, I guess you can refer to them as my RA friends. Um, and I guess it is convenient for us to be friends, but like truly they are like amazing individuals. Like if we weren't on the team, we would still be really close. Um, but the team brought us together because we're, we're kind of in different age groups. Um, how old I is? Well, um, well, some two are a year above me and like 
oh. three or a year below me. So like not ridiculously different age groups, but more so we wouldn't have necessarily crossed paths mm-hmm. if not for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but like truly they have made my university experience like they've enhanced it times a thousand. Um, so I'm super, super grateful for them. Um, so we, we all live together and we see each other pretty much 24 seven, we hang out. Um, so it hasn't really been impacted too much for me. That's cute. Um, there hasn't been much of a Western change. Western seems like a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Not a hoot. <laughs> I know, I think I was talking, uh, I remember I was talking to Lauren, our friend Lauren Dura. Um, I don't know if I should have posted her last name just now. <laughs> legal government name. <laughs> but I remember um, I, was, I, I went to say hi to her. I think it was after first year. Um, I just wanted to say hey and whatnot. And she asked me what my university experience was like. I think, Kenyana, you were there. Um, Probably. I think I Yeah, and I remember you saying something about your experience. And then I was just like, well, oh, I love it. But Lauren was like, you know what? Everyone that goes to Western says they love it. And I think it's actually pretty true. I don't know what Western has going on, what's in their water. But I would say it's a pretty good environment, both like academically and socially. I should have gone to Western. <laughs> There's no, a Western ad. Not this endorsement. Where's I my know, free tuition? <laughs> Western is not paying us. I still for... wait for them to run me my That's check. What it sounds like. They need to run me my check. I tell y'all. Ciao. Yeah, after I saw that, um, excuse me, that little promo video that you did for them, Savannah, I was like, yeah. I know. Oh my God. I swear. I would never do that for Concordia unless they pay me like a thousand dollars when they kick me out. (laughs) (laughs) I think no diploma for you. Yeah, but when I actually like reflect on university, like one hundred percent, the friendships I've made and the people I've encountered make me love the school. Mm. If that makes sense, like it's definitely the connections I've made that have me feeling yes I'm really happy with my choice um and I really love it here so Alicia I'm wondering if you've kind of experienced something similar because you're on campus like on a closed campus and I'm wondering if like you had a similar experience in terms of maintaining friendships because you're also close to each other Hmm. no I don't, I don't, great. No, I, no. <laughs> I don't have a similar experience just because we aren't closed. Like, everybody, like, our campus is not closed. And although we're not like encouraged to leave or go into town or whatever, people are still like, you know, you can still go into town, people still hanging out with each other and whatever. But like, I don't really have too many friends here right now, just like, period. Um, I hang out with mostly with my housemates and like three friends outside of that because we try to like keep our pods really small or whatever. So that's what we're trying to do. And I think honestly, the like the pandemic has like decreased how much I want to interact with people here. 
just because like it's so difficult to it's so difficult to meet new people in this time and I don't know I'm just like less inclined to socialize and there's just like stuff going on and I wish I had like I wish I didn't have to say like oh you want to hang like let's go meet up in this building to hang out and do work together because like we don't even be having time to just like socialize and hang out most of the time but when I do most of the time I just want to be by myself <laughs> I think that's that's kind of a result of all of this shit too like I just really I want to spend less time with people unfortunately yeah I think but... the big never mind <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know I also don't really have the same experience like um I don't know making friends super easily I actually found it like and I still do find it really hard to like connect with people here for like a bunch of different reasons um but like like I found friends but you know when you have friends but you can put them all together like you just have I have two groups five, huh? I have five friends but it ain't even two groups it's just like I hang out oh, with this person on this day this person on this day like this person, <laughs> yeah. this person, this person. Oh. I, I would never bring all these five people in one room but it's so weird sometimes it happens like that sometimes it's like I have these two friends, but you can never put them in the same room together. It's a weird crossover episode. (laughs) It's very weird to the point where I would like go out of my way to not do it because I already know if I was in a situation where two or three of my friends is in a room and I didn't plan it, I would probably have like a fucking like like a a attack. Like something would I would be (laughs) too overwhelming because you know you are the one person who's like binding the glue. these four three uh-huh. people together and they don't even know each other so you gotta be the glue exactly and that's too much pressure for me like I cannot I can't do that yeah I think luckily I kind of wormed my way into like existing groups so I kind of have two friendship groups and they were already a thing really when I met like one person and then that one person brought me into the group And it's been great because I think it's important to realize, especially as you get older, that you have friends for different reasons. Like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel bad about Mm -hmm. not asking your friends to do every single thing with you because like some friends just, that's not the vibe, you know? Like some friends are like, we'll go out and have fun. Or sometimes it's just, oh, let's chill and have deep conversations until like three in the morning. And then some friends do both, you know? Yeah, Celine, I totally agree. I think in the past few months, I've definitely had to, come to terms with like the way I value different friendships and like being okay with the fact that with some friends all we do is like work together and hang out in that way with some people we you know hang out on the weekends do weekend shit like you know weekend shit mm -hmm. (laughs) coded language But yeah, I, I wanted to hear if y'all had any thoughts about like how the way you value your relationships has changed or I don't know if maybe y'all, the way you value it is not the right way to put it, but like how you like find importance and value in your in your relationships. and Well, for me, you know, before the pandemic and everything, my philosophy always was that I don't have to talk to you every day. I don't have to talk to you once a month. But if I could talk to you and it's like no time has passed, then that's something I really value 
in a friendship because I don't I don't like talking to people that often to be honest like I'm like sometimes I just don't go out of my way to like have a conversation with someone which I've been trying to be better at just asking the people I care about how they're doing on a random blue moon but like I don't know like if I just I guess I just know that like a friendship is important to me if because you know what am I saying anyway because <laughs> I have some friendships that like I we don't even have full conversations but like if I could just know that we're watching the same show and I ask you do you like it like or I tell them my favorite <laughs> moment and they respond to me with something like that's enough for me for example like cliche you know cliche. yeah we don't talk like we don't be talking every day or anything but a movie just came out yesterday to all the boys the third movie came out and she messaged me about it because she know I watched it and yeah. I know she loves it and that's like a short conversation and we can end it knowing that we're both okay and everything's fine so I guess that's and I guess during this time also I noticed like in the beginning when things started getting crazy certain people were messaging me that like we don't talk often but they just messaged me to see how I'm doing and if everything's okay and like that's important too so yeah yeah I think sometimes those little moments and like knowing that people are thinking about you mean the most like if we could just have like a five minute conversation and we chuckle a little bit and (laughs) that's it then that's fine because I mean me and Alicia don't even talk that much really no we don't talk period queen we say like happy birthday (laughs) and then maybe like one random little Right, like I want the podcast to know that my mother has the best coleslaw in the world. In all the lands. In all the lands. I just want to put that on the record. Apparently. In case you were wondering. And questioning who had the title. Um, yeah, my mother. <laughs> so, no, but I totally agree with what I was saying about how, like, you don't have to message someone every day or, like, even monthly or sometimes even yearly. Um, but, like, you can pick up back where you left off, like, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been trying to work on um, messaging my friends more often. Um, I know me and Alicia have improved dramatically yes, queen. or drastically I think that's the uh, correct word to use <laughs> um, since the beginning of February end of January yeah so two weeks what do you mean <laughs> no, <laughs> shut up man no, it's, no, no it's, don't do it don't do it's it been, no no it's been way the, it's been way more than two so weeks no no <laughs> it's been way more than that because I was in quarantine this started uh-huh. this started like January 17th. 15th. 15th. I remember January when 15th? I was when I was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on a trip. <laughs> yeah, a trip, you know? Anyway. Oh, in COVID, a trip? Crazy. Oh, oh you traveled. Uh, it was a, a staycation. Tri- it was a stay-at-home <laughs> trip. It was <laughs> um but yeah, and I think like obviously different friendships call for 
different needs and different styles of communication and the frequency. Mm-hmm. But most of my friends understand that most, if not all, actually understand that I'm not the type to be in their chat every day, all day. Um, <laughs> because no, because some people, some people like to be talked to every day. Yeah, no? I feel like- <laughs> yeah. No, like, you didn't see me. You didn't see me winking. A. Oh, because no, yeah, I know some people will some some friendships will feel neglected, and I'm yeah, like, I'm not neglecting that. you. I still love you, but I'm loving you from afar. I can't see, this is the thing. I'm like on both sides of the spectrum, where I'm like, yeah, I'm not out here trying to be texting people every day because you know I'm busy, but. Sometimes I feel I can't help but feel like I often reach out to people more than they reach out to me and then I start to feel some type of way about it and then I have to kind of rein myself in and be like okay everyone else has like their life going on so it's not like Celine is the top priority in everyone else's life you know like I'm the main character of my life and that's it you know um so that's been a hard to come to terms with I talk to Celine like every day. I said I don't talk to people every day, but I talk to Celine yeah. every day. Wait, Kat, Actually, did you finish I... Girlfriends? No. <laughs> I finished. You finished? Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, so even like touching back on how different relationships require different things, a lot of it might have to do with their love language. Because mm-hmm. like my love language might be a certain thing. And I might be giving that to my friend and I might be like, oh yeah, I'm just like, I'm giving them my love, but their love language not, might not be the same as mine. So not perceiving it to be like, oh my God, this person really cares about me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about love languages is I always had it backwards. I thought that, I thought it was basically reverse. Like your love language is the way you show love to other people and not the kind of love that you receive no I I perceive my love language to be what I like to receive from others yeah like I just thought it was the other way around I feel like I've seen it like think pieces on both ways where it's like your love language is how you love others but I guess it can be both ways because yeah Celine and I were thinking like romance as an adult or a student in university is totally different from our experience in high school. And I guess love languages are more than just romantic relationships. And it's equally important to talk about like love languages in our friendships. Um, And the way we have engaged with like relationships, both romantic and platonic in the past year has shifted. But I'd be very curious to know about y'all's love languages as friends. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> what? The relationship one. Should I have taken the single one too? Honestly, Kenyana, the questions are the same. The it's same. just the context you think in. Well, okay. Well, my love language is words of affirmation. In my relationship, that makes sense. One hundred percent. I need but to be told that everything is okay at all times. But like, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think in my friendships I don't need that and I don't get that so (laughs) okay well my love language is quality time (laughs) me too 
sign and if you know me you know this is pretty true is words of affirmation Mm. I I thoroughly enjoy being told (laughs) um, really nice things thank you that means a lot to me Um, just didn't sound genuine at all Thank you. That meant a lot. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> well, okay. Tell me, like, in two hours, randomly, it'll have a little bit more weight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize what these love languages look like for us as individuals, because I guess they're different per person, or they vary per person. So, Savannah, what does words of affirmation look or sound like for you? I think like the most important thing when it comes to words of affirmation is just it being really genuine and kind of just being really genuine. Um, And then also like it being unexpected. um, It just, it just means a lot um, in terms of just getting validated or encouraged or just feeling like you are being seen um and recognized for like the effort you're putting in in whatever area of life that is whether that's school academic friendships just waking up every day um it just feels really good um and then like sometimes or at least I can kind of minimize the importance of myself and others lives if that makes sense like I don't know I don't think I'm anyone's favorite person or like, um, or like, I'm just like, oh yeah, she's my friend, but like, she's not my best friend. Or like, I see this person every day and we're like really close, but if I dropped off the map, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't cause a blip on their life. So I think just hearing words of affirmation kind of in a way helps to solidify that hey I do mean a lot to this person and they value my presence and our friendship that makes a lot of sense yeah well but again and then it's also just kind of like Kiana did say something really nice but (laughs) yeah it's unexpected it's like yeah it's like (laughs) I asked for flowers so you got me flowers and it means a lot but it would have meant a lot more if you just randomly got me flowers Savannah not these flowers that you got for me on my birthday when I asked them on my birthday (laughs) no but you know like you like you don't want to ask for something like you want it to you want to receive it like organically and like it can still be genuine if you ask for that reassurance but it doesn't have the same effect if like to me, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kat? Um, pretty much what Savannah said. I agree completely. I think it's to me. Um, I just like knowing that, like, you know, I'm appreciated and supported without necessarily asking you to. Um, show me or tell me that I am I think it does mean a lot more when it's unexpected and I'm not telling you this because you want me to but I'm telling you this because I just randomly thought it and I wanted you to know Mm -hmm. so yeah I think 
in terms of my friendships, like quality time is definitely my love language, like you, Celine. And I think like, um, I guess it, right now that just shows up in like calling me. I mean, that's literally all we can do is FaceTime um, or text or like even just at this point, I low-key consider even just having a short conversation on like Twitter or something. I don't know if I, that don't even make no sense though to like consider that quality time. But I feel like I would consider that like, because that is like a quality, like, or like a meaningful interaction. I feel, it makes me feel as if I'm spending time with you or I get the same, like, you know what I mean? But that, yeah. I feel like that's kind of interesting. Like, because if, if we were seeing each other every day in high school and you was to send me a tweet and we had a five minute conversation, I would not be like, oh, oh my gosh, just talk to my bestie. <laughs> like, it feels so like, <laughs> I feel so happy and whole. <laughs> I would just be like, okay. <laughs> I, I gotta go see this guy tomorrow at school. Like, <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> Whoa. But, but now, so I, know like, mean, like, I value those things if so I, Like, if I just respond to your Instagram story with a short comment, right. that's, me re- that's me reaching out <laughs> and letting you know I see you and I hope you're doing well. And you look nice in this photo. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely think like reaching out on social media, like those quick things that you're talking about, they do matter because I feel like you don't do that for just anybody. Like you don't, well, at least I don't swipe up on someone's story or like send someone a tweet. Like I have to actually like really like you or feel like we're pretty close for me to do that. So you can take that as a sign that you matter, sis. You matter. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I also think like quality time isn't my top love language but it still matters in terms of me giving it to my friends because I like my alone time and I I don't like spending time with people I don't feel comfortable or close with so if I do spend time with you like for more than 30 minutes like on hours on end that means I really do like you if you know what I mean yeah, I think the pandemic has been hard for me because quality time is so important. I love spending time with my friends. Um, even <laughs> even if it's just like us sitting in a room doing nothing and we're all on our phone doing our own thing. I love that because when I I feel appreciated and I feel seen and heard when people reach out to me to make plans with me and because they're like oh I want to do this thing and I think Celine would like that if she wanted to come with me um that sentence sounded weird what did I say (laughs) come with yeah basically when people reach out to me I feel seen and heard and I also think that's my love language because I love to make plans with my friends like if I'm gonna go to this cool coffee shop I want to experience that with someone else you know Uh even like with the movies I know some of my friends love going to the movies on their own, but I can't fathom going to the movies without someone else because I think going to the movies for me is such like a like a group thing. You know what I mean? Like me and Kat, go, the MCU premiere is quite possibly the best thing. Seeing Endgame without you was a weird experience. <laughs> it was trash. It was trash without you. And I was like, see this. That's why the movie wasn't good. I, didn't I agree. Exactly. <laughs> 
I've I've learned to like going to movies alone. I've never been to enjoy it when it's not like a major picture where you need someone. Like I don't know. I like it. It's me time. Yeah, that's scary to me. I think I'm gonna get murdered in the literally same. I don't think it's scary, but I'm just it never crossed my mind to be like, hey, I'm gonna go to the movies by myself. Um, also when i took the test um in terms of like my distribution for all the other ones receiving gifts words of affirmation and acts of service were all equally distributed in like second to um quality time which is interesting but i kind of if i was to say what would be my second i think it might be um honestly receiving gifts and not even like material things but just like oh, I know how much you like um, baking, so I got you this cool brown sugar or something. I don't know. That's so random, but it's just stuff brown like... sugar. <laughs> I just, you know. <laughs> it it across the counter. Yeah, I, think, I don't like, know. It communicates that, one, like, they noticed you liked this, and then, two, they put the effort to get it for you. Like, like not, like, yeah. I think it shows a lot of, it shows a lot. Yeah, like, yeah even if they don't have, it. like, they don't have to go out of their way. Like, if it's on their day or whatever, and they're like, oh, I see this, and I thought of Celine, so I got this for you. Like, that means a lot to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, we're, like, students, and we on a budget. So, yeah, someone's spending a little cash on you. <laughs> so, I guess no, it, means can... a, it means a lot. Yeah, I agree. I also like the, is intentionality a word? I'm Googling. Sounds like a stretch, but maybe. It sounds like intentionality. Intentionality, that is a word. That is a word. But I was going to use it wrong. Anyway, I I was going to (laughs) say, I appreciate the intentionality of someone buying a gift or like making a gift or something it's just the intentions okay girl i don't study the intentions behind i don't even study english (laughs) i appreciate appreciate the intentions behind like someone buying or making a gift even if it's something small like you said buy like some brown sugar or whatever it's like yes i'm glad we're stuck on the brown sugar Like intentionally to make me happy or like do something nice for me. Yeah. yeah, I don't identify with acts of service because let me just do that myself. I don't know. Like <laughs> the the love language quiz was like, oh, is someone doing this task for you that you find stressful? Mm-hmm. Like, I would just prefer to get it done my way than have someone else do it for me. But that's just because I'm a Capricorn and I'm controlling. Honestly, like. Okay. <laughs> all of the language like low-key all of the love languages speak to me like I think they're all very meaningful like you could literally just make my day doing any single one of them um just words of affirmation got the highest percentage which I guess is like true (laughs) Tatiana what were you gonna say (laughs) (laughs) great How have love languages come into play in the romantic relationships that we've attempted to create um, at our 
during our time at university, obviously, Kariana and Alicia are in relationships and doing distance. However, me and Savannah out here booling. <laughs> Hashtag single. Great. Not- <laughs> <laughs> it was the silent after that for me. Like, I mean, wow, tough crowd. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> no, I, I don't laugh at anything. Me too. Savannah, do you have a, a funny experience about like dating and romance in university? Um, so honestly, there's there hasn't been much to tell in terms of the romance department um, in my university experience. However, there was one encounter <laughs> where it was kind of like, all right, the universe is clearly telling us something bare minimum we should be friends um so i'll just go ahead and tell a story um, <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> um so i went and i visited kiana in montreal on my reading week um it was a great week i 100 think i stressed her out a little bit um yep. can confirm wee oui, wee oui. yeah wee oui, oui. <laughs> anyway sorry about that um and then i was catching this is chaotic <laughs> I was catching a flight back to uh, London because I had school to attend to. I'd have midterm the next day. So I'm on the plane. I am minding my business. Well, not really, but I am minding my business and I'm studying my little Quizlet. And this guy who is cute, six, six, (laughs) sits next to me on the plane. Um, This is pre-COVID times, by the way. Um, This was like two years ago, almost now. Anyway, he sits down next to me, he opens his laptop, and he starts studying this document. Um, and I briefly look over, just briefly, and I recognize <laughs> that. I briefly look over. No, I briefly look over, and I'm like, he's studying the exact same thing I'm studying. So I'm like, wait, oh. wait a second. Western is a huge school, mm-hmm. like a huge school with like an abundance of classes. I'm talking like so many classes. So I'm like, one, how the man sitting next to me is in my class. He's on the same flight as me. And he has, out of all the seats in this plane, he's sitting next to me. So I'm like, okay, I cannot sit here and be silent. I have to ask him. And I do, and I say, hey, are you in psych at work with Professor Dudadut? And he's just like, <laughs> not Professor Dudadut. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, "Yeah, I am." And I'm like, "Oh, like I don't mean to like look at your screen, but like I just noticed you're studying the same thing as me, and we're like we have a meeting tomorrow." Really and, he's just, and he's just like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Oh, really?" And then we start chatting about the midterm and whatnot. So like naturally, one would think this is like this is the perfect meet cute. Like, what are the chances? Do you know what I'm saying? What are the chances? Yeah. So I'm like, bare minimum, the universe is telling us that we need to be friends. Bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so he we land, he's like, best of luck on the midterm tomorrow. And I'm like, you too. Um, and then we take the midterm, and then I see him the next the, the next class. I see him, he doesn't say anything. And then the class after that, 
we have we're sitting next to each other there's a chair in the middle of both of us again no conversation so I'm just like you know what bruh it's you should have okay. gotten his like social media on the plane or said something when you saw him the after the test See, but like, that would have that could have been weird yeah like I was like I wasn't I sure if the vibes were there um I'm just like what are the odds this is a huge school and the person sitting next to me on the plane is in my class decided to go to Montreal for reading week and picked this flight and we have a midterm tomorrow it's Savannah being like hey like not to like any I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> when people lean over to talk to me on a plane I'm like it's already weird I exactly so like but I I, and I'm normally I'm not the type of person to be like that like I'm not like out of the character like bold but like I like I could not I could not just sit there and not say anything you know what I mean I was like what do I have to lose like the universe is sending me this true I can't not sit there I wonder what the lesson not fix my mouth I guess the lesson was to um, mind your business. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been minding my business ever since. (laughs) But yeah, it didn't work out. He's probably why this gal talking to me on this plane. Like, pretty much. Child, Savannah, at least you had a little piece of something because I just feel like Edinburgh is so dry in terms of dating. Like, I think the most interesting it's gotten since I've been in the UK is like the couple of times I went to Canterbury with um to see Mary because I don't know it's just the dating scene is not diverse here um and as a darker complexioned black woman it's pretty tough to like know people's intentions or whatever especially over um dating apps because that's been the primary mode of like conversation because you cannot meet people like casually anymore which is like the worst part about this pandemic I miss running into people at the library having a crush on someone in my tutorial as like my motivation (laughs) to go like that's just not a thing like that's just not a thing anymore um and it's just been dry my recommendation is get a job at like a restaurant or a cafe and you'll just like develop a crush on a regular Oh, okay. coffee me cute. However, my regular shop hasn't been me. in recently. Oh no, <laughs> it's fine though. It's giving me some distance to like cope. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm like, re- I'm totally Not kidding. That guys. Whoa. <laughs> Not that that was intense. I'm. I'm 100% kidding. Please not take any of that I said seriously. I'm screaming. So how has it been, Kat, um, doing distance? I mean, do you want to briefly, like, catch the readers up? Not the readers, bro. Not the readers. Well. What has it been like doing long distance in a pandemic? Obviously, you've been doing distance since you moved to uni. If you want to catch the listeners up on, like, just a brief synopsis of your relationship dynamic, like how long it's been, etc. Sure. Um, me and my partner have been dating for almost four years now. We've spent majority of our relationship 
doing long distance. Um, we're on the opposite side of Canada. So that's how it's been. I think we decided to, you know, do the long distance relationship because we're obviously very committed to each other and we trust and love each other. And I think that's why it works. Um, I think really just in a relationship, especially if you're going to do long distance, you have to find ways to make it work for both of you. Some couples, for it to work, they have to FaceTime every day. Some, they FaceTime once a week. You just have to find something that makes, you have to find something to make sure that both of you are happy and both of you are, you feel comfortable and settled in the relationship. Obviously, it's not easy. There are obvious challenges you know the physical aspect is loss so you have to make up for it in different ways and trying to just find be creative on how to like make the relationship exciting without what was that you know, face <laughs> who did Savannah the face made, Savannah made such an interesting face just now when you said physical <laughs> <laughs> Savannah said Because the physical aspect is in there, you have to make up for it in other ways. Yeah, pretty much. And because, you know, at the same time, in, with us, you know, we're lucky if we see each other twice a year. Last year, we only saw each other once. And it was a year after we had seen oh each other. God. So, like, oh, you have to decide if it's worth it. Yeah. It is worth it in my situation but um yeah I still you know it's rough everyone when I'm talking to people like my mom she's always like how are you guys even making this work like she doesn't understand how like because it's different and you get sort of used to that distance so then when you're finally together and you're alone again it's like wow I'm so alone (laughs) Um, I'm crying oh man yeah, Kariana, um, I feel that. I really like what you said about, like, having to find ways to keep it, like, exciting and interesting and, you know, fun and fresh. Along with that comes, like, this really big need for, like, open, honest communication all the time. Like, even if it's just something yeah. like... um you want to watch a movie with me later or something like that like just mm-hmm. being being intentional about those things and being like okay today let's do this let's cook like let's listen to music together or do something um, and it's I don't yeah, know it's so absolutely. interesting it's so interesting having to do these things like over um over the phone and distance is so weird because after a, after an amount after a long time after a long time you kind of or I feel like I get used to 
the distance and then when you're back together it feels not weird but it's like whoa like I gotta really literally I get so used to to be dating this like person on a computer that I forget they're a real person and when you do it for so long like during that year when we just didn't see each other it was almost like you can't even you know like you can't even remember what it's like to actually be in their presence mm-hmm. so when you are you're just like wow this is so nice <laughs> how was I away from them for so long and now I'm alone again and yeah. I was like used to them on the computer screen and just like fine with it it's weird it sucks yeah yeah it's very yeah. weird but it's really it's like you said I agree it's it's worth it when you come back together mm-hmm. and you just yeah. feel like your heart is beating normally again. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah, then that you go back to so school. I'm literally crying. Mm-hmm. That is the sweetest thing I've ever. Sav and Celine, I know y'all are still. Let me not say that. Sav and Celine, I know y'all are on dating apps right I now. I know you guys are still apps. on apps. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it How, still on dating y'all apps? Are still- <laughs> So Savannah and Celine, since y'all are still on the dating market, still single, what's been your experience on dating apps lately? So honestly, I'm not a big dating app girl. Um, I still want to meet someone organically. And I truly believe the person I end up with is someone who's going to come into my life as a friend. And then one day we're going to be like, that part. Spider-Man meme, you know, the one where they're like looking at each other. <laughs> um, that's gonna happen. But um I guess I started I kind of dipped my toes into the dating app world when COVID first began because like nothing was going on. Um and my friends were like really encouraged me to. So I made a Tinder. Um however like Tinder has the most, I guess, applicants. I don't know if that's the perfect like, <laughs> the specific not words applicant. like not applicants. <laughs> like perspective. Perspective. Like, yeah, like people. Tinder has the most people. Users. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tinder has Where the most you? users. <laughs> yeah. So you're more likely like to find someone that kind of falls into your type if you have one. But then again, Tinder has its reputation for being like casual or like a one-time thing or like not that serious. And I am a relationship serious kind of girl. So that's where me and Tinder kind of butt heads. Again, I'm not speaking for everyone on the app. Obviously different users have different intentions, Um, but but Tinder does have this reputation. and then I briefly um, had a hinge and that gives you a lot more information about the individual and it is designed to be deleted. So I think it's catered more towards my intentions, but it has a limited amount of users. So it's kind of like the selection isn't, I guess, ideal, but moral of the story I am not well versed in dating apps um I have a bad habit of never talking to anybody on them (laughs) um 
because there's a lot of effort and overthinking and whatnot. So I'm kind of self-sabotaging myself, but it's okay. So like, I don't know, like if you want to say your experience. Yeah, I mean, I've been on Tinder for like a year because I made it like last year during reading week. I made it out of pure boredom because it's like, what is this? Um, I, I kind of, I agree with Sab where it's like, you can tell like the difference between the people who are on Tinder versus the people who are on Hinge. The people on Tinder for the most part aren't looking for a relationship versus Hinge. You have more opportunities to like get to know people because you have personal information, like whether you drink, smoke, smoke weed, do drugs, um, your height. Emphasis on height because that is important. That is the that is the main reason why I love Hinge is because you can see people's height because people on Tinder are really shady and they're just acting like they're taller than they are and I just cannot as a five foot eight woman stop it. Celine, I have realized that if the person is over six feet, it's gonna be in their bio. They are showcasing Mm -hmm. their height. If yeah. they are not, it's not going to be in their bio, and you can just assume they are that not. They're five. They're below, they're below six feet. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. You don't have to be six feet. Like that's not mandatory. Um, however, you like you can't be shorter than me. So sometimes I'll be like, I'll be looking at the pictures, and I'm like, okay, this is the background. Like this is your height in regards to this pole. Not sure like, how tall. <laughs> how tall? How tall would I be if I was standing next to this pole? Um. <laughs> Again, that doesn't really happen often because I'm so just funny. not really, I'm just not really interested. That's the thing. I like, I like in general lack interest. Like it's really hard to kind of capture my attention. And I make agree. Me feel like, okay, I actually want to talk to you. Cause I, like, I'm like, okay, sure. You are cute, but I, I still don't have any desire to carry a conversation with you. Yeah. Because there's no like first impression that you'll have if you meet mm-hmm. someone in person I find that yeah. after three days, I'm like, enough. See, that's like, not even the is... case because they'll message me. And I'm just like, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't fly, period. Yeah. And that's Unless so it's bad. Interesting. That's so bad. I'm just like, you really came in with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, you got y'all, some really y'all... weirdos. Would you say there's weirdos? Yeah. Daisy messaged you any other thing and I'm like did this work (laughs) for anybody else why but yeah I prefer hinge for sure even though I've gotten more out of tinder than I've gotten out of hinge so because tinder is very much left or right it's like you're playing a game whereas hinge you actually have to read things and I find in that way it's more like okay I'm taking my time to see this person's profile even though I kind of have a system where I look at the person and if I think they're attractive, then I scroll down to their height and then I go from there. <laughs> That's my like method to wow. go through people. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I don't know what to say. I swear. You're valid, queen. I thank you. Yeah. Sorry, short think- kings. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, there's not much I can put forward because, again, I'm not a dating app enthusiast. I, like, I feel like I don't put in the effort necessary to actually find someone on a dating app because ideally I don't want to find someone on a dating app. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with finding someone on a dating app. Like if I actually did, like, 
you know, if it actually worked out for me, I'd be like, awesome. That was really convenient. Um, but I think I just going in with the mentality that this isn't going to work out kind of causes me, like hinders me from making that connection with someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I always go back and forth between the person that I want to be in a relationship with is not on a dating app to, okay, I'm not putting any effort into like having a relationship. So I'm just going to be, because this pandemic is like not going to be over anytime soon. Well, I mean, I don't know. But just thinking realistically, I'm not going to, it's, I'm not going to meet a lot of people in person. So if I'm just not meeting anybody, period, then how do I expect to like, I don't know, make, like find somebody or whatever. So I go back and forth between the two. I don't know if you can relate to me. I cannot talk to more than one person at once. Like, if I'm talking to someone, they they... cannot relate. (laughs) No, like, and I'm talking if I'm talking to somebody, it means a lot because like, what, like again, it's hard to like capture my interest and like make me want to talk to you. And like, you will get my undivided attention. Like if I'm talking to you, if you're listening to this and I'm, I, I'm talking to you, just know you have my undivided attention. And honestly, I don't know if you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, See, that's the thing. Probably that's don't. The thing. Like, I invest too much in, like, one single person at once. I just feel like investing my time in one person is giving them too much power because, and I can't do power imbalance. I just feel like it's very clear that when you're on a dating app, for the most part, that they're not talking to just you. And so it's important if it doesn't work out to, like, have other options so that when that person ghosts or when you're, like, okay, enough of this, you have, you know, the little roster of people. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Like, like, yeah. That's also like, so much. That feels like a lot of effort sometimes too, though. Talking to multiple, like talking to. That's what I'm saying. Like, people. I don't want to talk to someone. Like, I don't want to talk to multiple people because I'm not like, actually interested in you. One, I don't want to waste my time, and I don't want to waste your time. Like, yeah yeah um so, i think the best like, i just i just avoid it all together but then again there are downsides just talking to one person that you're putting all your eggs in kind of in one basket so yeah. and- <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking to multiple people that like all the conversations are different and that's like that's the goal but honestly like if i if i did like actually reply to all the messages i get all it would increase my get. chances of kind of like making that connection. Ciao. I don't want to yeah, like this one. <laughs> but like, yeah. He's popular, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying I find annoy these people. Like, I reply like once or twice, and then I'm just like. Sounds like you're annoying them. Uh, I'm not saying you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel kind like, of bad. Like, I feel like someone's gonna. Watch, um, listen to this and be like, "Who this hoe is?" Like, <laughs> like the whole talking thing doesn't seem like so much energy. Talking is so okay. The crazy part is, like, it does get exhausting because you're like, "Bruh, how many times do I need to say what I study in uni, where I'm from? Yes, the Bahamas is a vacation destination. No, I do not live in Atlantis. No, I do not sound like Rihanna. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's too much." Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Cat, you know what? 
shout out to you and homeboy because it's the ghetto out here in the street. I can't relate. <laughs> I assume most people on dating apps. If they, if you, okay, yeah, because if you don't catch my attention, I'm just gonna not open it. I also just want to clarify for the listeners that I'm not like just straight up ignoring people um, because I just want to. I, I like a lot of it is like overthinking like my replies and just like it just takes a lot of effort for me to like it just takes a lot. Okay. To think of a cool reply yeah. and be like oh my god how am I going to pretend I'm not boring or like how am I going to, to really sell myself and that takes a lot of energy and you're making me seem like you're you like a shitty person yourself. honestly yeah because I think the best thing you can do is like text like you're texting someone that you know like text like you're texting a friend I, that's how I text no. these people I know especially because I'm like okay like if this does work out they are getting me and like this is how I am I think the main thing that I've learned from being on dating apps during this pandemic is to appreciate the in-person meaningful connections that I've made in life so far and like the ones that I will make in the future when the pandemic is over and we're back to our regular lives because I think nothing beats in-person connections this has been a great talk guys Thanks, Sam and Kat, for being here. Thank you for having me and Kat. Thank you. <laughs> Kiana speaks on behalf of Kiana. Because I was going to say me, but I was like, I should have said us. <laughs> what if I had a terrible time? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, thank so. you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Yes, Queens. We, I, well, I, we value your um, experiences and your voices. And your great stories. So yeah. Funny. And it's been good to hang out, have a little snack time. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh Ew. my God. Ew. I see what you did there. No one else understood what that meant. I know, and I love it. And we're leaving it in. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in this week. We'd love to keep the conversation going on our pages. Reply on Twitter and comment on our recent Instagram post with your love languages if you take the test. Please follow us on our pages at Pod on Twitter and Podcast on Instagram to stay updated whenever we post new episodes. And we'll see you in two weeks. Wiggling. Wiggling.